Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, all seven rounds in heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. Jason Candle is no Matt Campbell. That's for sure. It is I, Rob Paul, the Armchair Scout, a.k.a. the future Dr. Pep halftime challenge champion no and with me as always is aj mayock marchese you probably chest pass and you know it uh as long as it goes through the hole you're good that oh. today we're gonna <laughs> break down all of the most important rookie performances from week 11 in the nfl then we'll preview and pick the week 12 nfl matchups Let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Going out to Vegas, maybe. Looking for a young or a two-o. Don't draft a running back on the first day. Don't draft a running back on the second day. Maybe draft one on the third or don't let's go seven rounds let's go seven rounds together let's go seven rounds forever and that's a song remember the days when you were always ready to go now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed just listen up bluechew.com that's blue like the color blue and chew like to masticate Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra, Viagra, and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Quickly, Rob, let's talk about a, a moment when the opportunity arose, but it shouldn't have, aka awkward boners. Give me an awkward boner uh, experience for me, Rob. Uh, okay. Grade nine, uh, science class. class. It has to be in school. No, math class. I don't know what class. One of the classes you didn't understand yet. Mrs. Monk was the teacher. Oh, was she hot? Yeah, she was. And, you know, friction boners? Yeah, I'm familiar with the concept. Good, I'm glad you are. Uh, You just, you know, rubbed on my tight jeans a little too too much at the right angle. And, uh, oopsies. See, uh, we're not in grade nine anymore, Rob. We need blue chew, and so do you. If you could benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, no awkwardness in classrooms, blue chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game, but blue chew helps you follow through. Blue chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment absolutely free. 
when you use our special promo code armchair. All you got to do is pay $5 for shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, BlueChew.com, promo code armchair to try it for free. BlueChew is the faster, cheaper, better choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. That we do, AJ, that we do. Thank you, Another dollar made, another dollar in our pockets. 50 cents each. One day, we'll have enough to make it down to Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl. And we're (laughs) talking acceptances. Um, Since yesterday's episode... The downfall of doing two the uh, show back to back. Not a bunch of more acceptances happened. Yeah. So we and we hit like fifty on the Wednesday show and one mm-hmm. maybe none on the Thursday show. Uh, but hey, we got Appalachian State linebacker Keem Davis Gaither. A D G yep. is what we will refer to him as from now on because we're not totally sure if that's how you say the third name there. A D G. A D G. Uh. Kind of a surprising one, but from what it like, for example, Dane Brugler has him in his top 100. He's a guy who's got mm-hmm. some hype. Um, I would guess not a ton of people have seen him yet, um, just because he's playing at App State, even though they are a group of five power. They are. Uh, he's put up huge numbers uh, both this year and the year before. Um, kind of undersized guy. Uh, yeah. Do you have his size? No, I don't, but oh. I, I know he's a bit of a... I think he's... Uh, what's the official sites got him at? This is bad podcasting. <laughs> oh, the App State site's taking a while to load. Oh, yeah, Appalachian ad, State. Ad blocker detected. Fuck. Why does every college site have I ad I don't know. 62215. So, yeah, pretty size. <laughs> Your comp is Jerome Baker, just a minute. Um, but going to be flying around from what I've seen of him. And, yeah. like, that's kind of my favorite if, small school defensive guy. It's got to be a dude who's going to be flying. He fits yeah. that bill. Um, I'm excited that they got him. It's, like, we, we talked about it yesterday. It's not a great linebacker class. When we were talking about Logan, mm-hmm. uh, your boy Logan Wilson from Wyoming. <laughs> my boy. Um, yeah. we're, we're just saying, like, after, the, especially in terms of seniors, there's not a lot. So getting mm-hmm. a guy like this, who we just haven't seen a lot of, seeing him against this type of competition, I think it's a huge plus. I'm excited that he's going to be there. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, again, that was our only Senior Bowl guy. Uh, but, hey, a couple more East-West Shrine game guys of importance. Uh, first of all, AJ's, uh, what is he, your QB4? Mississippi State's Tommy Stevens. East-West Shrine <laughs> yeah. game. Uh, I think you said it before the show. I don't know why I said that. I know you said it before the show, but you think he's going to go there as a tight end? I think he should. I don't understand why. Like, there's, um, the, like, the quarterbacks these East West Shrine games picking from, like, Montez and Morgan, total, like, make total sense in my mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, like, if, if, for a Tyler Huntley, for example, if he's not going to be at the Senior Bowl, why wouldn't he be at the East West Shrine? Like, why are you using slots at the QB position on a guy like Tommy <laughs> Stevens, who, no offense to him. I think his future, if he's making an NFL roster, is as a tight end. Uh, he hasn't been very, like, he's, this is his only year as a starter. He's been banged up for the Bulldogs. He has yeah. not been that great when on the field. So I just, I don't totally get it. I'd rather see a guy who's got a better chance at sticking on an NFL roster as a quarterback. This is really mean, but I'd rather that over uh, a Tommy Stevens. I mean, you said all the same things when Dak went to the senior. Like, I'd rather Riley Neal be there, even though I know he struggled at Vandy. Yeah, uh, or like Shea Patterson, Jake Bentley. Like, these are guys I think. Yeah. Like, I don't think super highly of them or anything, but like, 
or like if Mason Fine and Tyler Huntley aren't at the Senior Bowl, they've got to be at the East West Shrine game. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, I mean, even Davidson from Princeton. Uh, actually, I think he is at the East West Shrine game already. Jake Mayer from UC uh, Davis. If we're talking like really small school guys, yeah, yeah. Um, hell, give me Elijah Sindelar. I know he's uh, injured, but like, just bring him there. I mean, Sindelar is like a little interesting, more than Tommy Stevens. Blake Barnett. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm not a Blake Barnett fan. I don't know why I made it sound like I was. Uh, anyway, <laughs> no, you are. I am. Yeah. On the other hand, they did get a couple of huge guys for the East West Shrine game. Um, let's start with, with the hot topic of the day, uh, especially on draft Twitter, because he's beloved by what feels like all of draft Twitter, Minnesota wide receiver yeah. Tyler Johnson. Um, obviously, everyone's shocked that he's not a senior pool guy. I, yeah. I mean, we're, it's funny because we were talking about it yesterday on uh, this podcast. Yeah. Um, about James. I said he was... He could be a late first round pick. Well, I just remember how we were talking about how we were surprised James Prochet is a East West Shrine game guy and not a Senior Bowl mm-hmm. guy. And we were talking about how yeah. a lot of the Senior Bowl guys so far are just the big body guys and not a ton of the the great route runners like Prochet and Tyler Johnson. Um, and yeah. then boom, we get Tyler Johnson in the East West Shrine game, which tells me the media views him a lot like a lot more highly than the NFL does right now. Interesting. This is like one of the biggest surprises I can remember in the like in the years like past. We, are, like, we are both very high on him, but I also it's not like it's a just us thing. Like everybody, yeah, I know who is like plugged in the way we are to the NFL draft and scouting and whatnot. It, like views Tyler Johnson at least as a top one hundred guy at minimum. Um, I will say though the anti Tyler Johnson crew really came out of the woodwork. Did they? The woodwork Who today. are they? And where, where can I fight them? You can find them. Don't worry. Um, like yeah, he has concentration jobs again. We talked about this yesterday. He has concentration jobs, but I think he's the most sophisticated route runner in the class in terms of both route running and his release off the line of scrimmage. Uh, he's a fantastic contested catch guy. Um, there yeah. might be like there's not like athleticism questions. He's obviously not a burner, but. Like, it's still not a question I'm worried about with him. He's a top 40 player on my board right now. I just, I think he ends up getting called up. I think he's going to go to the, uh, go to, um, oh, I'm blanking. St. Pete? Thank you. Uh, go to St. Petersburg and just destroy. You, but he could even end up being the guy that, that gets called up before the, that's also either of these a games big, happen. That's something that yeah. I was thinking about too, yeah. Um, yeah. as guys don't accept or for whatever reason, like, he could easily flip. It's so early. Yeah. I shouldn't get so upset. I just am because he's, like I've said before, he's my favorite player in the entire class. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, another receiver, big name, good get for him and them, I'd say. Uh, Oregon's Jawan Johnson. Yeah, so we talked about him a lot yesterday, too, actually. Um, like you said, late riser. Like, we knew he had talent. Uh, shake off the injuries in Oregon. Uh, actually performing now, but... I think, yeah, I think that's good for both sides. Uh, didn't expect him to be in Mobile. So for him to be in uh, in St. Pete, I think that's good. Yeah, no, de- definitely going to help his chances of being a late day three guy um, if he yeah. goes there and puts on a show and then combine. I still think, like, like, I think he's worth that type of pick. Late day three, I do too. Yeah. If, I know it's a lot of flashes, but some like late day three, if you're drafting a receiver, I'm going to bet on a guy who's, I, like, either – 
if they if they're from a smaller school dominated their level of competition, mm-hmm. or if they're from uh, a power five school, like they've they've put up. There's inconsistencies in his game, obviously, but just he he's done it before. We we had so much hope for him after his sophomore season. Yeah, you know what's really interesting though, and we saw it last year in last year's draft. A lot of the late day three flyers, um, more in that like small burner route runner totally, role. It does make sense. Um, yeah, and for the first time since I can remember, and like, um, you know, like the, the bigger receivers went undrafted. Yeah. So I, I, it's interesting to to see how that trend keeps on playing out in the future for drafts. I know it's a random comment, but think about Johnson as a day three guy. It's 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 interesting. Definitely, definitely. Um, and also, uh, I'm kind of surprised he's not at the senior bowl. Mississippi State center Daryl Williams. Yeah, that feels like another really good get for the Shrine game. Yeah, uh, it just for, I, I'm kind of surprised because it's a really good center class for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the guys we're looking at are not upper, like aren't seniors. Yep. Um, so I think, like, I, I thought he would be potentially the the number two senior uh, center behind a. Uh, Bidis, or how can you say it? <laughs> no, I can't. So I'm not gonna try. Tyler from Wisconsin. Big, big tie from Wisconsin. Yeah, I like that. Because obviously Creed Humphrey's underclassman, Caesar Ruiz yeah. underclassman, Lloyd Cushenberry's uh, underclassman. Unless he graduates early, I don't really know. Uh, and then for me, it's Daryl Williams, the next center up. Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, they've gotten some decently sized names and done some good job, especially in the trenches or on the offensive line at least. <laughs> and and you got to think Jake Hansen, the Oregon center, will be in Mobile. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm surprised, but yeah, huge get. I think uh, for for me at least, he Daryl Williams played guard and center for Mississippi State, but mm-hmm. like I I think he he's could go top one twenty for sure. Yep. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, okay, we're into declaration season a little earlier than I think we expected, AJ. We are, yeah, Rob. We have our first, hey, hey, last week I think it was, we had our first uh, two guys de- declare that they're staying mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. in the Mike Eichenberg and uh, uh, Cole Komet at Notre Dame. Uh, today we got our first uh, actual guy declaring for the draft, uh, Arizona running back J.J. Taylor. Uh little surprising that he declared in especially this early i am extremely surprised i think personally i i told you this before the show i think it might have something to do with the way kevin sullivan's running that program obviously they after, yeah. after having to move on from rich rod it's fallen off a lot and and very quickly um so i, I don't know if he just wants out and instead of grad transferring he just wants to try and make money but i don't to me, J.J. Taylor's not a guy who's going to get drafted. Uh, I agree. Like He's very small. Like, good speed. But, well, it's uh, interesting because I swear before the season, like some people said he was like a top five, top ten running back in the class. And then I remember over the summer we watched him and neither of us were like, yeah. overly interested in him. Like, I have an undrafted grade on him. Like you said, he's small. He's 5'6", 185. Um, to, to me, he's going to have to like dominate the combine. Yeah, I mean, I know we talk about it a lot. I, I, it's always hard to criticize guys coming out because we don't know the full no, story. No, d- right? definitely. I just hate seeing guys come out and go undrafted. Yeah. It, it really sucks. And we also talked about this before the show. We wish if a guy went undrafted, he'd have the option of uh, either signing undrafted with an NFL team or if he's remaining eligibility, why not let him go back? 
for yeah. JJ Taylor, for example, either grad transfer or go back for his senior year at Arizona. I don't understand why the NCAA and NFL wouldn't work on something like this that would completely benefit both sides. It's because they're both and benefit the kids. Like there's absolutely no negative coming out of that, other than like the kid might have made money a little bit by accident. <laughs> I know. it's it's because they're evil. What do you want? Like, that's, there's that's, that's literally an no other reason. It, it's ridiculous, but that's enough of that. Um, the NCAA is, is it worse than the NFL? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. The NCAA is like the worst thing in the world. There, yeah, there are I mean, few FIFA, things. FIFA is pretty worse. bad. The IOC is pretty bad. I think they're both worse than this NCAA, but sea anyway. monsters might be. Yeah, but you know they got a reason, and that is they're hungry. Sorry, that was just a moment of silence. <laughs> I was just trying to comprehend that. <laughs> anyway, let's get into sea monster talk because you know me, I'll be here forever. Uh, okay, <laughs> week ten NFL or week eleven? Huh, didn't change that in my notes because I just copy and paste stuff. Uh, yeah, week eleven yeah. NFL rookie superlatives. Let's start with the rookie QB rundown. First off, um, Giants were on a bye, so no Daniel Jones this week. Aw oh, man, hey, he's better than Ryan Finley. Yes. Do you want to start with Ryan Finley? No, I, I, I do want to order if, uh, when they played. So let's start with Dwayne Haskins. Okay. Uh, the Washington QB. Uh, he, was, he was named the starter for the rest of the season, thankfully. Good. Um, struggled early against the Jets. They were, like, completely out of it until the fourth quarter, some garbage time stuff. Uh, Dwayne Haskins kind of never stood a chance behind that offensive line. Six sacks. And, like, they were bad sacks. Uh, his to me, his most impressive play of the game was called back, called back by on that hold by Brandon Sheriff, where it's a hell of a throw. Sorry, that was a hell of a. Oh throw. yeah, he, he 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 navigated the pocket perfectly, stepped up, hit Terry McLaurin and tried. That was like the yeah. money throw that's super promising about him. But yeah, they need to build this offensive line. Um, it's hard to really critique him when the shit around him was so gross and the. It's just such a bad place to be. Washington. It's pretty amazing how terrible that line has become, like, really quickly. Uh, yeah. Uh, like, last year, it was like, we knew it was, like, a solid group, but, like, they were dealing with injuries in a lot of them. But then, like... Donald, Donald it, Penn is washed. <laughs> yeah, he's very washed. Uh, Anyways. And, like, Brandon Sheriff's been battling injuries all year. Like, it's just, yeah. it's bad. Um, yeah, it's hard to evaluate him just knowing the situation. Uh I thought uh, I, I, I think again we saw some good. I thought he navigated the pocket well at times. Um, he he he's not afraid to push the ball downfield, which was nice too. Mm-hmm. I didn't love the play calling for him. I want to see more play action deep shots, uh, and, and more just layup throws for him. Well, we know this season's a bit of a wash. Not to use your term again, it, like it's 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 pretty meaningless. It's just it's a wash in Washington, well, baby. It's a, it's a it's Washington exactly. Like just just get them some reps. I mean the coach is gone, obviously. The interesting thing though is if they end up with the number two pick, like it's so hard for them not to t- take Chase Young, even though they have Ryan Kerrigan and they just drafted Montez Sweat in the first round, and yeah. there's going to be a guy like Andrew Thomas sitting there, or even Tristan Worf sitting there, and mm-hmm. it, like I I just wonder how long it's going to take to get some pieces around Dwayne Haskins and. Uh, Give him a chance. 
that that is really going to be if they if they do end up number two, that's going to be an interesting conversation because, like you said, not the hugest hole at edge, but wonder how much someone would pay to come up for uh, chasing well, him. At the same time, like I wouldn't feel good about yeah, giving like him even up. yeah, even though like we don't need him, and I want to help build this thing around Dwayne Haskins. But I I don't pass on him, but I'm just it's gonna be interesting. I, uh, depending on how the draft order plays out, I don't know if this would be a possible scenario whatsoever. But uh, if <laughs> yeah. if the Dolphins needed to trade up to two and they could they could pick up the fourth pick and the twelfth pick or whatever, mm-hmm. is that something they would consider? That'd be nice. I would, but because you anyways. in that scenario you come away with that tackle with that fourth pick. Let's say Andrew Thomas. And then, like, yeah. like 12th, let's say you get uh, uh, Henry Ruggs. It's looking a, Whoever. Yeah, yeah, it's looking a lot I mean, nicer for Dwayne Haskins. But, yeah, it's hard to evaluate him given the circumstances right now. Uh, and it really sucks seeing that video of him trying to hype up the offensive line and, like, they just didn't look like they gave a shit at all. Like, Washington just seems like such a toxic organization. Yes, um, for sure. Well, um I don't like the. I know it's not many people, but anyone saying that Washington should look at a quarterback this year is silly to me. Yeah. I I I I, I don't think. It makes at least sense. early, like if you know you know how it works. If there's a guy you like later and they slip or something like that, then I'm I'm fine with that because it's, it's the NFL. But you know what I mean. Uh, okay, let's move on to Kyler Murray, uh, who almost had the Cardinals uh, upset in the Niners, and they kind of faltered down the stretch and. Uh, some bad beats for some people late, but uh, yeah, they should have won. They should have won, Rob. Outright. Ultimately, I thought it was a really impressive game from Kyler Murray. Um, he looked really good early. Uh, yeah, and, and we saw them using his legs pretty well too. I think Cliff and Kyler. It's just such a perfect combination. It is. I mean, they've. I don't know. Are they better than you expected? Yeah. Oh yeah. My God, yeah, and I was in on Cliff and Kyler. I just thought this offensive line would be so much, yeah, yeah. But because of the, the, the offense and because of Kyler Murray, it's it's not affected nearly as much. Like I thought, the Forty ers defensive line, which is arguably the best in the NFL, yep. not that they didn't have a good game, but I thought they would just wreck the game. But because of Kyler Murray, they like didn't absolutely take over. Oh yeah, let let me say you know what I, they're better than I thought they would be after seeing the start of the year too, and like the the team as a whole like they're a lot more competitive than I anticipated before the season. Yeah, no, f- for sure, and and now like when I was watching them against the 49ers and seeing Kyler make some of these throws and just enjoying the play calling of Cliff Kingsbury, I was just I can't wait till they get some weapons around him and start building that yeah. line. It's gonna be interesting to see where they go from here. I mean, obviously they got to attack the offensive line hard, but. Other than that, the rest of the team, it's going to be interesting how they build it. Um, uh, yeah, they should beat the Niners twice, by the way. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, like, uh, It's, it's going to be interesting to see where they go with their first-round pick because yeah. if, like, obviously there's there's a handful of offensive tackles who are going to be worth first-round pick in this class. Um, you feel like it's going to be that position, right? Well, I don't know because, uh, on the other hand, like, if they're in love with Jerry Judy or if they're in love with CeeDee Lamb and they're there mm. – like, that's hard to go against, too, because just getting another weapon in that system. Watching what they do with wide receivers is going to be really interesting because we saw them throw a bunch of picks at them last year. We don't know exactly what Cliff thinks of these guys yet, either. Right? Yeah, I, I would say Christian Kirk 
is like you, the, you, you like Christian Kirk is yeah. the only guy like you know for sure. Obviously, just because Larry Fitzgerald's probably gonna retire. Yeah, you would think. You never know, but at the same time, like just in terms of future, like Christian Kirk's the only guy you have a big good feel on. Uh, but yeah, no, absolutely. You've seen flashes from Keyshawn Johnson's played yeah. more consistently, like been on the field. I mean, more consistently than Isabella because yeah. of his route running. But uh, yeah, getting one more guy there'd be really interesting. Like that true yeah, wide like, receiver one because they don't have that. Yeah, no, they don't. Uh, okay, finally, Ryan, the Lion, Finley. Wow, the Lion and the Bengal. So much power. Oh. Not only. Did he not complete fifty percent of his passes? But he averaged less than four yards per attempt. Was he worse this week? You know what sucks? He he was okay early. Uh, he used his legs well, which was kind of shocking. Um, How long was that? He had like a twenty. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. Something? He was looking real, real smooth. Um, no, it sucks because they were in this game, and they were he, yeah early in the game. He, he like he was. He looked like a capable NFL backup, which is, I think, what you want to see from him, right? Like, you you know he's not your future. You took him in the fourth round. You, yeah. you're, you're hoping, like, this is your long-term backup to pr- probably Joe Burrow next year. Yeah. Um, but then the second half, he just completely collapsed. Bad like And just, like, they couldn't move the ball. He couldn't do anything unless it was, like, a short throw. Uh, his lack of arm strength was just so clear. He, he dirted one that was, like, a layup. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I would fumbled. Yeah, I wouldn't have taken Ryan Finley in the draft, but hey, they took they Whoa. took him the fourth round. Hey, he wasn't in my top three hundred. I'm pretty sure. Wait, I didn't think you were that low. Like, I, I think I had a six on him. So, anyways. I can I can check, but I'm like pretty sure. Uh, I I hated him. No offense to okay. Ryan Finley. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Ryan. Fuck. Let me check. Okay, yeah, I had a first round grade on Ryan Finley. Oh, really? Oh, me too. Yeah, I think it's just revisionist history. Yeah, I, I had a six round on him. Let me find where I had him in. My my first big note in my, my write up already twenty four years old. Yeah, that's not great. <laughs> not great. Kind of, I, actually, you know what? If you're taking a guy you want to just be a backup quarterback, that's a positive. I dude, my last note. I swear to God, should have a solid career as a backup. Um, for me, uh, uh, Ryan Finley, 305th, Jarrett Stidham, 306th. Yeah, you look pretty stupid. I wonder if you're the highest guy I had that's just god-awful. Um, you had a a couple high guys. Oh, okay, we're just going to throw that out there. Well, go F yourself, man. Sorry, it's true. No, no. Oh, yeah, you, you expose yourself. Who do I have? I don't know. I don't know. I had Drew Locke, 93rd. Yeah, we're both not very... <laughs> this is bad content. Uh, just reading through old big boards, but it's kind of addicting. Once you've got it open, you just want to keep looking. Okay, anyway, I'm just... uh, that's it for quarterback talk. <laughs> oh, I was pretty high on Miles Gaskin, Rob. Yeah, I'm joking. you probably were. Patrick Laird, like was pretty nice. I like a fourth. Um, so, stay tuned to next year when instead of talking Ryan Finley and rookie QB right now, we're talking Joe Burrow. Uh, okay, rookie of the week for you. Uh, you wait, Good plug. Thank you uh, for staying tuned for next year. <laughs> what were you gonna say? I was gonna say I, 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 this week, and I think going forward, I'm gonna pick an offensive and a defensive rookie of the week. 
Oh, here we go. That's, Changing things already. That's what I did this week. You're lucky I, I did that too. Try to catch me off guard, I know. Uh, okay, well, fuck, this changes everything. Okay, def- what do you want first, defense or offense? Uh, are they both from the Bay Area? They are. <laughs> we got the same people. Okay, so let's start with offense. I, I'm assuming, unless you, I don't know what, Hunter Renfro's your guy. Um, <laughs> it could have been. Debo Samuel as the offensive yeah. rookie of the week. The 49ers receiver, yeah. eight grabs for 134 yards against the Cardinals. Uh, Correct. Made one of the best catches of the season. Bobbling through mm-hmm. traffic. Uh, that's a hell of a that was a that was a that was a crazy catch. Right? He also, one of my favorite plays of the game from him. Uh, I think it was what is it, third and eight maybe uh, on a, mm-hmm. on a short crosser and Jimmy G dumped it off to him and he just stiff armed the DB to the ground and like just showed off that yak ability that we love so much about him when he's coming to South Carolina. It's so impressive that like he kind of started the season slow and now he looks like as good as you anticipated he'd look, you know and, what I mean? And having this happen while also, obviously, they trade for Emmanuel Sanders, who, mm-hmm. went, when he's been healthy for them, has looked awesome. Like, yeah. they went from it feeling like receiver was such a worry for them as they got closer to the playoffs to now you've got what looks like a rookie stud in Debo Samuel. You've got that wily vet in Emmanuel Sanders, who's one of the best right runners in the league. And then, like you get, you get a big play here or there from Kendrick Bourne or Dante Pettis and Richie James. Rich, yeah, Richie James. Uh, and then once George Kittle's back too, it just the yeah. that, the pass catching core looks so much better. And Dewey's really yeah. stepped up in his time as the tight end. Dewey's been Dewey's been pretty good. I think Kyle Shannon is just a genius. Um, but yeah, Debo Samuel's he the last two weeks especially has just absolutely mm-hmm. awoken, uh, and I'm so happy because I love him so much. Yeah, you do. I like him a lot too, not as much as you do. And uh, it's kind of crazy that I guess the weakest part on that football team is Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Uh, I would say the offensive line injuries. Yeah, just because they, yeah. like Justin. So you still got Justin good players Schools on that. Struggled this week uh, after returning mm-hmm. to the lineup after leaving the lineup when Joe Staley got healthy. And I just feel like it's hard to like. No, this is no fault to Justin Schools, a six round rookie. But like yeah. he he was getting into a rhythm as the starter and looking pretty and then, good, all things considered. Yeah. And then you take him out and then you throw him back in, and like just kind of messes with that rhythm. Yeah, that's true. Uh, defensive rookie of the week. I'm assuming we both have Mad Max Crosby. If you had to choose one in the old school, in our old ways of doing things before just now, who's your number one rookie of the week? Uh, I think I would go Mad Max Crosby. As would I. Uh, now, he got the plus of facing John Jerry and Bobby Hart as the Bengals' offensive tackles. But uh, Teams are fucking dude. Four, four sacks as a rookie in one game. Yep. That's almost as many as Brian Burns has on the season. Whoa, call them out. Yeah, more on that in a bit. <laughs> more on that in a bit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, Max Crosby is just another reason that if you're going to take – uh, especially on day three, that yeah. on guys who have a ton of athletic upside and were productive in college because he checks both those boxes. We were both big fans of him. I, I know there's, like, he was a top 100 player on my board. Obviously, they got him mm-hmm. in the fourth round. One of my favorite guys in the class, and it, it, it's really just worked out because of um, they just need edges to play. <laughs> threw, they did. Threw him in, and 
his athletic upside got him on the field early, but what's really done it for him is he's really strong with his hands for a rookie pass rusher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, he he is... I've, I've seen him compared to Jared Allen. Like, I, I know that's crazy, but they are both white, so that helps. Um, is that a, am I allowed to say that? Uh, yeah, my comp is Patrick Kearney, actually. You know, mine was Aaron Schobel, right? <laughs> that's so perfect. Um, but, no, like, they love him. And, and Drasley loves him, and, like, Mad Max Crosby is one of the best nicknames in football immediately. Yeah. And, like, he came from Maction, and we were Eastern Michigan fans because Mike Glass. Because Mike Glass, yeah. And Greedy, and Greedy Jackson. <laughs> yeah. So, like... Friend of the show. I I am just so happy. I love watching him play. He, he plays with a lot of swagger and attitude. Um, no, it's great week for me for these two rookies of the week. Can I... It's true. Can I ask you a hot take-esque question? So it's not really a hot take. Yes, I would only draft Mac guys in every round. That was the mm-hmm. question. That was, that was the question. No, fuck. Now I can't even answer my real question. What was it? it is, is, uh, is Mike Mayock getting too much credit for the Raiders draft class? Well, it's arguably the best. Yeah, I know. What I know. You, what, who else should get the credit? Uh, us. Well, oh, because, yeah. That's why I called you no, Mayock I mean, just Marchese at the top. There you go. No, I mean I don't know. He, he, it's it's impressive because I mean Abraham's. Why did I say Abraham? Abram, obviously not playing, and Farrell's been meh. It, so it's pretty impressive that he's got so much production from other guys. Yeah, I, I mean their their day three. I've, it's been the best. Their day three mm-hmm. group of guys like Renfro, um, obviously Mad yep. Max, uh, Foster Moreau. Solid. Yeah. yeah no, it's. I think it's a combination of him and Gruden. And, like, Gruden's running the perfect offensive system. I mean, we've known for years. Paul Gunther's just an elite defensive coordinator. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, worst rookie you saw. Uh, I mean, does it mean to say Ryan Finley again? Uh, not if it's the truth. I guess it's still mean if it's the truth. But it, it, you have to tell the truth. Yeah, uh, Ryan Finley again. Um, I got another one. Shoot. I mean, Ryan Finley is just... It's an evergreen statement. Yeah, I mean, again, is it, is it mean to say Trey yes. Pipkins again? Fuck. I'm supposed to say these two. Those two are the easiest every week. Uh, I put Brian Burns. Okay, okay. That's big respect. I, I put him in my... Uh, Needs to step up? Yeah, as my second guy. Because I, I figured we are going to talk about him somewhere else. I think you had him last week. So I'm glad you got him. Uh, yeah, he... Against the Falcons, he did nothing. His snap count the last two weeks, I think... The, against the Packers, 17% of the snaps. Against the Falcons, yeah. 25%. It's just, since the injury, he hasn't been the same guy. I think, especially because Kyle Allen's clearly not it, and they're not going to the playoffs, they should, if if he's not right, just shut him down for the season. Because mm. you've, yeah, seen, you've seen what he can do, and that yeah. is make explosive, flashy plays for your, your pass rush, and he just doesn't seem right right now. So just... Get him a lot of time to, to rehab and get back for next year when he might actually be relevant. Yeah. Um, um, Pipkins was... <laughs> you couldn't stop Frank Clark. Just to throw that in. Sorry, Trey, but... Uh, yeah, no, Trey P- Pipkins definitely struggled. Not his fault. Um, okay, your primetime star? I, I didn't think it was a great week for this. Uh, I, I have one I thought was pretty clear. I, like, okay, not so like an absolutely studly performance. I just thought it was a really strong one. Quiet. I, quiet. I went with a. 
Okay. I went with a combination of David Edwards and Bobby Evans. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, like not like an amazing performance, but they didn't give up any sacks. That's good. Really good Chris Collinsworth. They did, yeah. Collinsworth highlighted them, so they were literally a star on primetime. Uh, <laughs> you know what's funny? Because I thought Evans was more of a guard than a tackle, yeah. and I, th- I liked Edwards at tackle, so I looked kind of stupid. But uh, I, they, they've been solid. Yeah, Bobby like, Evans, I thought, looked really impressive. Like, Edwards struggled a lot the week before. Yeah, I, I think like, I have Bobby Evans for something else somewhere. But, uh, cool. no, he... he Looked a lot more ready than I was expecting. Yeah, I thought like he could be like a like I thought like as a rookie at this point of the season, in like, if someone got hurt at guard, I thought he could come in and look okay. So yeah, this performance is pretty impressive for me. And like Edwards, like you said, struggled a lot last week, but pretty decent against the Bears. Yeah, they looked really good in the run game. Yeah, they did. Uh, Who's your guy? Greedy Williams. Oh yeah, good choice. Uh, Greedy had a good he, game. He he like. I mean, it helps that Mason Rudolph and that Steelers passing attack like, can't do anything. But, mm-hmm. I mean, no fault to him. Like, he he, looked, he was blanket covered, like, step for step. Um, but what really put him over the top for me here was he just is a more willing run defender than, I think, ever. Yes. Like, and we yeah. saw him come up, and it wasn't the, was clean, it like the, f- the cleanest tackle, but he came up with a nice TFL. and First, like, first drives. Yeah. No. And, and, and like throughout the game, he was, he was making his tackles, and that was the big knock on him coming out of LSU, and part of the reason he fell to the second round. And I yeah. just thought it was just a really promising performance that this is like this dude's just going to start a corner for you, uh, off Denzel Ward for a while. I, I know like they haven't been like setting the world on fire. Like, I mean Ward last year, but like you got to feel really good about having Greedy Williams and Denzel Ward paired there. Right? Yeah, no, it's just you got to get a new head coach and uh, whatnot, but. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, they, never mind. They may make a push, so they need, they need to figure other parts of their secondary. But their two outside corners seem set going forward. Yeah, I mean the the brunette revenge game looked great. They got hurt. Yeah. So. Uh, underwhelming performance. Uh, is it is it lazy to say Nick Bosa again? What he looked great. I know it's just the Cardinals. I thought he was going to destroy he them. He had a bunch of I pressure, and, and uh, he made one of the best run run plays, uh, backside run plays I've seen this season. I think my expectations are just too high, and that's on me. What, what are you? What, what are you watching though? Like he's he's giving them like part part of it is the the Cardinals passing attack. The ball just out of his hand quick. It's not his fault he can't get there. I thought I like, want ten sacks. I, I, I don't have him under anything, but I thought he was just a really, another really strong performance. Who do you got here? Um. Titus Howard, yeah, he he got he's just not technically uh, sound enough to be playing right now, but also yeah, at I the mean, same time, I don't think there's a better op- like he is better no than your other option. Exactly. I mean, I guess he's been better than I expected. Yeah, but that's not not saying much. Like Jalen Ferguson was giving him a bit of trouble. Yeah, I'm like, ready to hear your, your, your words about Jalen Ferguson this week. He, he like he didn't. It wasn't like good thing. Like he, he it wasn't like Jalen Ferguson I, I was know. wow. It was like Tyus Howard's bad. Like just like oh, his base was just gross, and he was like short set. Uh, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Um, more interestingly though, I put both uh, two first round interior defensive linemen, Quinn Williams and Christian Wilkins. Yeah, fair enough. I mean. That Jets season just such a disaster. I I I feel so part like it, it's under like part of it is scheme, 
I don't think they're using him in the best way. Like yeah. to me, the best the best position you can put Quinn and Williams in is a one gapping three tech where you just let him penetrate. Yes, but like that's not really what he's doing. Um, he's just and thankfully there's gonna be a new coach in there. So. I hope so. Uh, uh, there's gonna be. Uh, there has to be. Right? And, and then with Christian Wilkins, I, I part part of it I think is just a product of what's around him. So he's seeing more attention than I think most rookie defensive linemen will be seeing. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I think that's part of it too. Um, it's just yeah, no, yeah. like the, neither of them are making much of a dent in the games. It's like they should because like Kunan Williams is my number one player in the draft. But like like you said, the situations are just so brutal for both of them. Yeah, like I I'm not like low in, on either of them, obviously. To the point, like, that I'm really worried. I just think, like, you, you just wish you could see more. And, again, situation is everything. Scheme is so important, especially with immediate rookie success. Let me let me throw, like, I, I not on his fault even, but, like, I'm ready to see more Jerry Tillery. Yeah, me too, me too. Um, I, I think I had him for start the rookie too. Me too. It's just, yeah. yeah. I think part of that, too, is just, it's like Gus Bradley – um, scheme, yeah. scheme like veteran defense. Yeah, it's just it, they wrote. We put a lot of pressure on rookies getting on the field almost immediately. And like, for example, as a long-term Steelers fan, a lot of the time, Steelers just didn't want to put rookies on the field. Yeah, so like part of it, and just because the GM took a guy top ten doesn't mean the coach is immediately ready to start him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think with Tillery, like like you said with Gus, he he rotates inside a lot and. You know what and I mean? Like, they just, he they, loves Brandon Meebane, so he's not going Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not that they play the same role. No, but, and, yeah. and then, like, they obviously just drafted Justin Jones, and it's not like he's playing poorly or – like, there's just – Yeah. Um, yep. Okay, who looks like a hit for you? Uh, I went with uh, Rocky Sin this week, Rob. Well, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, first career pick, I think. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. I think so, too. A nice little uh, jump off for him. Yeah, uh, six tackles. I think, I think we're both pretty high on Rock. He went. It's not like he, he went lower or anything. Went thirty fourth, but uh, looks like looks like a good hit for us. And I think like I had him about there. And uh, the the Colts have played a lot of rookies this year, which I think is really interesting, specifically on the is. defensive side of the ball. Um, you you know, it feels like they're building like a program there. If that's a weird I, well, thing to I, say, I tweeted out the other day. Plug. That's my. Uh, yeah, your daily, daily plug yeah. to my Twitter, Rob Paul NFL. Um, <laughs> the like the rookies who played significant roles from last mm-hmm. year, like in in twenty eighteen, and then this year, and it's like mm-hmm. a, it's got to be the longest between two drafts list uh, of any team in the NFL. I think, like obviously we're talking Rocky Sin right now, um, but they the like Kari Willis already has a role for them. Bobby Okereke's been playing more. Ben Banagu's yeah. playing a, a defensive role for them as well. Um, and Marvell Tell. It, it's just, it's uh, Chris Ballard in that front office know what they're doing. They do, yeah. Um, who's, your, who's your hit this week? Well, I, I put two. Uh, of course you would. just yeah, constantly hit. Well, Josh Jacobs is just such a gimme. I feel like we yeah. probably haven't put him because he's such a gimme. Yeah, that's fair. So I just, uh, it's like, this is a nice one for us both to rejoice around he, a little bit. Jacobs feels like he's hard to fit in here every week. Yeah, just because he... But he deserves to be. Yeah. Especially because we hate running backs. 
Do we do? Yeah. Yeah, there's not really like unless he's your rookie of the week, there's not like a big clear spot to put him in. Exactly. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he it was just awesome again. Yes, the Bengals chunk run after chunk run. The exact running back bell cow John Gruden wanted. Uh, and then a, yep. a Dawson Knox, Bills tight end. Hey, okay. I, I was going to mention Knox later, but uh, good one. Yeah. He's starting to find a groove, and I think he's going to be the long-term tight end one. He's already scored double the touchdowns for the Bills than he did in his entire career. I will miss. <laughs> but what really put him over the top in this Dolphins game, just his physicality as a run blocker. He just he, he wants it. Yeah, the the touchdown was a lot of yak, broke a tackle. That was he, he's just a very a physical football player. I, I, I really enjoy him. Uh, who looks like a mystery? I'm going back to that uh, Indianapolis Colts secondary, Robin. Say Marvel Tell, because he's just been a lot better than I ever anticipated. Yeah, that move to corner was so smart. That, like, yeah, yeah. Obviously, the Colts moved him to corner. I evaluated him as a safety. I didn't really. I think you were you were more in on his move there because I remember when they drafted him they they kind of hinted at that you were more in well, on just it. I'm like the only and, positives in my like I I was not a fan of Marvel Tell at USC obviously either. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the the two big plus for him especially if you're moving it to corners his athleticism he's got a ton of athleticism and then the length yeah yeah like I I thought he was like a seventh round mid late seventh round special teams guy like I said they moved him to corners looked good. Had five tackles this week, three pass deflects, uh, defense. Uh, I a miss for me. Uh, I put down um, Dave Montgomery. <sighs> right now, it looks like a miss. That's a, that's. I think that that's one that could be for both of us though, but also for the Bears, so it's okay. His lack of athleticism has just been so clear. I, part of it, their offense is. I hate is that yucky. offense so much and, right and now. I hate the flash it. of them getting the ball in his hands as a pass catcher early, yeah. and then they ever tried again. Um, Matt Nagy. I don't understand what happened to that offense from last year. Like it's still Trubisky, right? Like, I think Matt I Nagy's know. not a good coach. It's, it feels like that. And, and then Mitchell right? Trubisky's like, a horrible quarterback. Well, we know that part, right? But like, it, it's still the same personnel from last year, so it has to be Nagy. Yeah, well, Dave Montgomery's new personnel. Maybe it's Dave Montgomery. Fuck for yeah. David. But no, but I put him here be just because I thought he could be an immediate um, impact mm-hmm. guy. I love his contact balance, uh, uh, patience, and it's one of the favorites rookie of the year. His lack of athleticism, I was less worried about because of that contact balance, and the same thing with Kareem Hunt. And I thought he could potentially be that guy, especially when you inject him into this Bears offense that we thought was going to take another step forward, and it didn't. The, the way it looked, like, yeah. I, I'm not calling him a miss you know like you should never call a guy a miss this early in his career but it's it's starting to be more and more worrisome he's had one game this year where he's looked like the, the guy i thought he could be i guess you i know you give Nagy another year though right would i do I don't you think i would just and try to get like a quarterback he's just doing, like not not just because of what like he just doesn't seem like he's he just does weird stuff. Like, the slide yeah. shows the PowerPoints or whatever the heck, and, like, the weird, like, Some crying on the sideline with Trubisky, and then, like, what seemed like a made-up injury, and yeah. just a lot of weird stuff that, I don't know. I, I, I'm i not saying I would, but I, I think you do. I don't know. I don't know. He's been such a disappointment for me. Like, I, we knew Trubisky wasn't much, but, like, Nagy's been a big disappointment for me this year. Uh, Anyways. Who needs to step up in your mind? 
Uh, I said Brian Burns earlier, but I'll, I'll go with another first-round uh, edge rusher. I'll go with Montez Sweat. Okay. Had a pretty quiet year. Two and a half sacks, playing snaps. Washington's a dumpster fire, but uh, you think you see a little more from him. It's fair. Uh, I went with Michael Dieter, the Dolphins' left guard. Um, not a great <laughs> yeah, situation he... for him to be in. They they gave up seven no. sacks against the Bills. But, yeah, yeah. he just – I thought – he has a pretty pro-ready guard. Mm-hmm. Um, his yeah. he, he, his lack of athleticism and pass protection has been an issue. He's been okay in the wrong game. Yeah. it's just it, Also, it's hard to when you're just surrounded by garbage. Yeah. I, I mean, but the, he, the snaps are good for him, at least. I don't know. Pass protection. No, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, not ready to play? I go. I'm going with the cheating one because he's not playing. <laughs> I know I bent the rules on this one. I just wanted to mention Tristan Hill because he's played zero snaps over the last few weeks. He's been accused of, like, sleeping in meetings. He just looks like he's already a, a, bust. a miss. Yeah. And when they took him, everyone was shocked. Obviously, like, a really late riser. Like, it, there was rumblings that he could go in the second, like, the day before the draft. But, yeah, everyone was still, like... It's not a good pick. He barely played for UCF, but when he did, he looked and good. And they but. took him. Most Cowboys fans, I, I know, yeah. weren't excited about it. No, none of them were. And, and, and what was remember, it? remember the whole thing was like the, the UCF staff like didn't like him and like it wasn't his fault. But then yeah. when you hear these things about sleeping through meetings, maybe it was his fault. Mm-hmm. What, what was it, 58th? Like, yeah, I don't know. Who's the next? Uh, I'm going to do a quick look. Draymond Jones was the next interior uh, defensive lineman who had a sack this week. So, so uh, he's done more than Hill. Yes, yeah, and that was like twenty picks later. Almost that's, that's a good like that. Even though he has a, like the not, I like that. Yeah, thank you. You outsmarted my system. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> okay, I got a couple. I got uh, two corners, two offensive tackles. Uh, okay. Lonnie Johnson and Sean Murphy yeah. Bunting, the Texans yeah. and Bucks corners. Um, but, okay, uh, Bunting's had. I guess so. So I was gonna moments. say this, where Murphy Bunting's had flashes, and I like yeah. I, I'm not like throwing him under the bus or anything. I think it just he was thrown into such a shitty situation. You see these flashes, and then like yeah. he'll he'll have a lapse. Um, on what, the one Michael Thomas touchdown, he just blew the coverage completely. And it's just because yeah. it's a rookie mistake, uh, and, and when you're in a secondary that just doesn't like have any entrenched even starters yeah or I- anyone who's even like in their third year in the NFL uh it's just a shitty situation for him to be in it is yeah uh Lonnie Johnson it's just the Texans corners are not good so he's playing a lot and uh, I mean a both guys overdrafted I, in our eyes they were for sure yeah yeah and like both guys are like oh, you can see the potential but for the potential of you and me Second ref in two days. Uh, <laughs> we knew they weren't ready. Uh, so, yeah. anyways, who's your offensive line? Uh, Trey Pipkins and Chuma Yadoga of the Chargers and Jets. Poor, Poor Trey Pipkins. Uh, Enough with him. The thing with Chuma Yadoga, he looked good early for the Jets against Washington. Yeah. Uh, and then Ryan uh, Kerrigan just started just unleashing on him yeah. in the second quarter. <laughs> like, in the first quarter, yeah. I was like, ooh, maybe Chuma, like, um, much of the game, like, on like Tuesday or something, it's like, ooh, Truman Doga is gonna be my sneaky rookie flash, perfect. <laughs> and then Ryan Kerrigan's housing him. Yeah, yeah, Kerrigan dominated later. Yeah, um, I felt bad because I like Truman. I still Doga. love Truman Doga. 
and I love I, him. I, I don't I care. Do, the first quarter, he looked great, so I still have high hopes. Um, I, I think just shitty situation. They're all line so bad, he has to play. Uh, yeah. I, I still, I like, know. you're still thinking of him as your future right tackle. Hopefully you end up with an Andrew Thomas maybe as your left tackle. Then you're happy, right, Rob? Then you're happy. And not Adam Gase as your head coach. Uh, best day three rookie? <laughs> I'm going back to the well, Rob. Going back with uh, Hunter Renfro. Got a big well. Going back to the Bay Area. Just a well full Sorry? of Hunter Renfro's? <laughs> I mean, there could be, yeah. I still can't believe that someone looks like that looks like him as an NFL athlete. So if you saw me and Hunter Renfro side by side, completely naked, um, <laughs> who would you think the NFL player is? First of all, don't put that image in my head. Uh, second of all, I would think that he is. You know, I I could see Hunter Renfro being involved in football, but like <laughs> as like a like an assistant. Actually, you know, Hunter I mean? Renfro looks like he'd be a kicker. I don't. I was going to say, you look like a long snapper. I, I don't think I'm big enough, though. Like, ultimately, a long snapper is the size of a tight end in the NFL, right? At yeah, least. I know. Like, it's like 6'2-ish. Like, my, my issue is, like, you could guess Hunter Renfro's maybe a kicker, but you look at me and you're like, well, I'm. That, that's clearly a, an offensive lineman trapped in a smaller man's body. <laughs> yeah, that's what everyone says about you. Uh,. I reckon I'm stronger than Hunter Renfro. You you kind of look like a miniature Luke Wilson. Because the hair? Because the hair. And the, the Canadian blood. Wow, that's like the nicest thing I think you've ever said to me. You're welcome. I, but I, I won't respect you until I see you crushing beers at Vancouver Canucks games. So. If I had the money to do that, if to fly out to Vancouver, I would do it. Yeah, you got lots of bye weeks, so no excuses. Uh, okay, for me, I also had Hunter Renfro as one of these guys. Um, my favorite play he made in this game against the Bengals was one that was called back, actually. Uh, a mm-hmm. sick diving catch. That just, like, mm-hmm. it looked like a play I've seen him make a million times at Clemson. I'm so happy that they're they, they're finally using him. He He's like, Derek Carr loves him and clutch their down situations. He's the perfect slot. I th- See, I thought that this was going to be the way from the, the get-go this season. They're, like, kind of, like, as I watch more and more Raiders games, I just, like, I'm really starting to fall for them. Yeah, because you love old-school football. You know, I was just, like, I'm watching it, I'm just, like, thinking to myself, as like, if this was the 1970s, it's, like, this Raiders team fits the bill. Like, Josh Jacobs is this dominant running back who, he doesn't even like talking, like on Hard Knocks, remember he's hiding the whole time? Yeah, I respect uh, that. Darren Waller's this like guy who's got this great redemption story. Hunter Renford's this guy who doesn't look like he should be playing football. <laughs> Fred Belitikoff. And then he's this, <laughs> but he, he, he's a, like becoming this go-to clutch slot. Um, Trent Brown's just the biggest human in the NFL. Derek, they got a psychopathic quarterback. Derek Kerr's a country singer. Um, <laughs> Mad Max Crosby is just the best. Yeah, your comp was Howie Long. I remember yeah, that. <laughs> See, that's a perfect one. It's just, and, and, and then I, I, I was thinking this while I'm watching watching the game, and then I was just like, fuck, they're moving to Las Vegas, and it makes it so much less cool in my mind. I know. Fuck it. First of all, like, the, the, those fucking Raiders fans going out and pouring their hearts into that team. The Raiders have one of the best fan bases in the fucking world. It's such a slap in the face. Like, I don't know anyone who's, like, happy that it was the Raiders that had to go to Vegas. You know, I, I don't, like, I don't even think Mark Davis is a bad guy here. Like, they're, like, it was a bad situation. They don't have that much. Yeah, I think, I don't blame the city of Oakland, because uh, paying for stadiums is always kind of stupid. But, like, 
Davis is the the poorest owner in the league, so like it's hard to blame him too. Uh, yeah. It is a bad situation. Uh, I wish Al was alive. He would never let them leave the state of California. <laughs> he would have moved around the state a couple times. Yeah, no, but yeah. yeah, but he would never leave the state. Uh, no, I love no, Al Davis. No so I'm gonna get an Al Davis tattoo. <laughs> you should like the one that they have in the the stadium with the shield. Yeah. Oh, Do it. My love of AFL history is so deep, and Al Davis is so important to it. Anyway, um, other than Hunter Renfro, <laughs> I put I put yeah. Curry Willis here just because every week this dude just making plays. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was it didn't like really show up in the box score. If we had a guy who would play the box score to me, it'd be him. Um, erasing Josh Oliver, the Jaguars rookie tight end, uh, just looked really great in coverage, just manning up on on tight ends. Uh, and then he, uh, just a force as a tackler uh, in run defense. Quick question: um, Is erasing Josh Oliver a tough task? I don't know. He's injured again. Yeah, sorry, I know that wasn't a great time. But uh, do you think if, yeah. if if I put me and Josh Oliver naked side by side, which would just, I couldn't tell who was who. No, do you think I, I could erase him? <laughs> <laughs> Only if you're naked. Best undrafted free agent you saw. This is a tough, tough one. I was, I was just thinking, it's like really not very many play. No, which, I mean no. that's probably why they're undrafted. And Nick Needham didn't show up this week. Nick Needham played okay. He played like he's playing pretty well, uh, but not enough to be my no, best EDFA. Just one, one thought on Nick Needham. I respect that he's going out there and covering John Brown, who's Nick like John, Brown, John Brown's been awesome this year. Yeah, and like yeah. no, I'm not saying he did a good job or anything. I'm just saying like. This guy went undrafted of UTEP and had this horrible preseason. And now he's, like, essentially their number one corner and having to cover John Brown. And, like, he's, Big res- he's like, he's not, like, doing a great job or anything, but, like, he's out there. I'm not out there. Just You're about to give credit to him, and then you're like, nah, he's doing a shit job, but, you know, he's there. Uh... <laughs> Uh, speaking of a guy who's not only just there, he's dominating. Uh, very on brand for me. I can't believe I haven't said his name yet. Is it the Scottish Hammer? It's a Scottish fucking Hammer. Okay, because he's mine too. <laughs> it has to be the Scottish Hammer. <laughs> he's also my no fantasy punter. He got me 16.5 points. Yeah, you know why? Because he averaged 45.8, long of 59, a couple of four insights. Four, yeah. Three touchbacks, which I think touchbacks are overrated as a negative for punters. I'll say it. Okay. Okay. Means they're going for it. No, he, right. he's been really. Him and Jake Bailey are both fantastic uh, rookie punters. Yeah, Mitch Wisniewski's been okay too. I just I had higher expectations. Me too. But like he's not bad. Like we're gonna be so either like blown away or disappointed by, by Brandon Mann next year. Oh my god! I think he's gonna be. The, I, I'm pretty sure I told you last year when I was watching a random Texas A&M game, and like this is before I really knew who he was. I told you he was the greatest punter of all time. Because he, he's good. He's very no, he's good. He's the greatest. Michael Dixon comp. You also know Shane Leckler went to Texas A&M, right? Mm-hmm. So Shane mm-hmm. Leckler's the comp. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's a big comp. Rookie who flashed? Uh, I got a couple. You, you hit Dawson Knox already. So take that one away from me. Uh, my number one guy, though. Staying on brand for me. Tony Pollard. Okay, yeah. I, he's one of mine here, too. They fi- Didn't do too much on the ground, but it was all the, the, in the receiving They finally game. just used him a little bit. Yeah, which I and they the, shit all year. I don't get it. I, I don't know. The, the Cowboys are so weird. 
Yeah, but like they're good again. Are they? We don't know. Six touches, sixty-six total yards, and the score uh, on the yak touchdown grab, receiving touchdown. Yeah, Um, yeah. I just use them. Use them. Who else? Who who do you got next? Um, Devin White was just kind of like the Bucks defense as a whole didn't play a great game against the Saints by any means, but he just he had his best game over the place in this game, making all kinds of tackles. He had like thirteen tackles, I think. Um. He he definitely needs to improve in coverage, but he was he he was like in the right position, just not making the play on, on the ball when targeted. Um, mm-hmm. He just he like clearly brings so much energy, and a guy I think like in the future the team will rally around. I said he needs to step it up last week, so I'm glad he did. Or yeah, uh, do you have anybody else? Yeah, I threw threw Rashad Fenton out there. Yeah, he's a interception. Yeah, when, when, it's pretty. It was a nice interception. I'm not gonna lie. When he made that pick, I was like, "Did he go UDFA or not?" No, he went in the sixth round. Yeah, I forgot too. Um, <laughs> I had to check. Uh, yeah, he looked okay. I another Bucks guy, Mike Edwards. Yeah, he, he making just lots of plays, like as a box safety. Um, yeah. He needs to improve in coverage for sure, but again, that goes for the whole secondary, and they have so many young guys <laughs> playing. But he's just making a lot of plays around the line of scrimmage. He picked up a big sack. Uh, uh, he's a guy I was a fan of, and uh, it was just nice to see him kind of. I wasn't. I wasn't a fan. Playing a role that I think a, he can play. That was one of our weird big disagreements. Yeah, I was for a guy really that, like, in on my keyboards. I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> but here's a guy you're really in on that I put down, Bobby Okariki. Yeah, I was. He <laughs> who had the touchdown call. Yeah, he that's, did. That's what that um, was. Yeah, he just like clearly such an athletic, and his arms are so fucking long. I know. I I love linebackers with long arms. Well, linebackers with short arms are proven to miss tackles. So. Exactly. That's why KJ Wright and Bobby Okereke are my two favorite players of all time. Facts. Yeah, but he just uh, another guy who looks like mm-hmm. he's going to be him and Darius Leonard are going to be a fun combo in the future. Yes. Uh, anyone else for you? Uh, no, nowhere. Not for that. Uh, I want Scotty oh, Miller, baby. Scotty Miller's my boy. He's my favorite player in the NFL. Where did he come from? Like, I know where he come from, but where did he come from this week? I think Bruce Arians is just like, it's time to unleash him. Scotty time. Uh, four for 71 against the Saints. Huge grab down the sideline. Yeah. Um, which I wish was ruled a touchdown, but he did come up like a yard short. He did, uh, yeah. But he, he runs sub 4-4. Four four. Like, just <laughs> he does. put him out there and let him run goes and let Jameis throw it down. Who cares? <laughs> Anyone else? Uh, I, put, I, I put Bobby Evans here too. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you look good, solid. Yeah. Uh, any rookies you you're calling on their their squad to start? Okay, okay. Uh, I got a couple because just one callback because Seattle cut Jamar Taylor and Pete was talking up Ugo Amadi. So it's there we go. Time we're gonna finally get what we've been waiting for. The wheels are in motion, and for the brand because I got to talk about him every week for some reason. Uh, Jamil Dean. He didn't play a single snap for the Bucks this week after a solid outing last week. Uh, Bull said something about, like, they wanted to play more man or zone. I can't even remember. It didn't make much sense. But when he had a good game last week, it kind of sucks that they didn't get him out on the field this week. Yeah, he's a, and even in that Seahawks game where we were like, where DK yeah, Metcalf got the better of him, we, like, didn't hate what we saw. No. Okay, and then the last one, not not a real selection, just a question. Because I had oh, to see it. Oh, God, I know what it is. Will Greer? Oh, okay. Will Greer? Same thought, different team. 
What were you going to go with? What did you think it was going to be? Uh, I, no, I have him. The guy I'm going to say. Okay. So let's okay. talk about if you will. Do you, Why not? Does it cross? I would do it. it I, Kyle Allen is bad. I've been saying it all year. Okay, I know like weird media thinks that Kyle Allen's kind of good, or at least before this week, but Jordan, do you think the Panthers think Jordan that? Jordan Palmer's tricking everybody. He's not good. Jordan Palmer constantly tricking people. Why bad, not though? So Fucking why not throw. See what Will Greer is. It'd be stupid not if if you plan on moving on from Cam Newton. Yeah, it'd be stupid not to find out what Will Greer is. You draft him in the third round. You have to see what he looks like. And like you said, Cam's looks like he's on the way out. Yeah. Um, for me, okay, I, I got three. Miles Sanders, not necessarily. I start the rook because like he is kind of their starter. But just get him involved as a pass catcher more, because that's the one thing where he can make a huge difference, especially with the amount of drops and how poorly the receivers have played. I don't know yeah. why they're not trying to get Miles Sanders as a mismatch in the passing game more frequently. The Eagles' offense sucks, and it's frustrating. Yes. Uh, uh, I also put, also in the NFC East, uh, Calvin Harmon. He had a, a quiet, he, like... His first good yeah, game. Against, yeah, against the Jets. Um, yeah. I think his size is a nice complement to... Terry McLaurin's uh, speed and route running. But another guy, you might as well just get him out there. See what he is, definitely. Go with the all-rookie offense. Yeah, exactly. And then here, here's my fireworks to end uh, to end this part of the show. Bengals. Why aren't we certain Jake Dolagala? I said it last week. Let's Might as well. Let's go see what he is. Right? Ryan Finley's horrible. We know that. Let's see what this big arm stud's all about. If you saw <laughs> He's me all and potential. naked beside each other, who are you starting at quarterback? I'm starting him. I'm starting Jake. Yeah, I'm starting off. It's fine. Jake looks the part. I look, especially I look like a sick gunner. Anyway. But for real, fuck it. Get Jake Dolagala. Like, just week 17. Right? I, I, I wish, but I think NFL teams think they're too good for that. They do. They're stupid, though. Like, like, like if Gardner Minshew was on any other team, or like with a, you know what I mean, even with a struggling quarterback, or uh, you would have never seen him this year, right? One final no. question, AJ. If okay, you saw yeah. me, Will Greer, and Gardner Minshew completely naked, okay. side by side. Yeah. Who would you think is the best quarterback of the group? It hurts me to say it, but Will Greer. Okay, who's got the best hair of the group? Oh, it's definitely you, right? Who's got the best mustache of the group? Mine's pretty good. Carter Minshew. Damn it. I gotta give, I, I love all three of you. I gotta give you each a W. I'm only fair to my three boys, okay? It's okay. I get it. I got the hair compliment. I'm happy. Speaking of hair, support for Armchair comes from Manscaped. Was number one in men's below the belt grooming. Rob, you got the number one below the belt mustache. Uh, <laughs> Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels. That's why it looks just like a, a handlebar. Uh, <laughs> that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so the trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. My ball's still here from a couple weeks ago. I can't believe that happened to me. I think Manscaped put a curse on me until I have their technology route. Yeah, it's a fair fair move by them. I respect that. Like, I think more voodoo should be involved in everyday life, especially by uh, corporations. Uh, manscaping accents are finally a thing of the past, and don't use the same trimmer on your face as on your balls. 
That's just fucking gross. Manscaped also has the crop preserver and anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits, hopefully. Why are you not putting deodorant on your smelliest part of your body? Idiots. Get 25... No, get 20% off, I'm sorry. Plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Just use promo code armchair. <laughs> okay, week 12 matchups. <sighs> How'd you do last week? Nine and five. You're only asking to flex that you did better. Yeah, you're uh, your regular uh, Dolly Parton over there. Oh, I get it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was 10 and four, Rob. Yeah, I did better. No big deal. Uh, on the buys this week, the Chiefs, the Vikings, the Cards, and the Chargers. Interesting. Goodbye. It's the last of the bye weeks, Rob. You gonna miss them? Yeah, I love bye weeks. It makes me have to watch less football games. That sounds <laughs> sounds like sounds like sounds like you hate football. It's just having to watch that many games every week. It's so tough. Sixteen games Be, in a week is a lot harder than fourteen. Trust me. It's two they're, more. They're smart though. They they're smart. They make us miss fucking bye weeks. Sorry. They make us not miss bye weeks because we only have two four o'clock games this week. Like fucking idiots. Yeah, good point. Anyways, Thursday Night Football, interesting matchup. Battle for the AFC South. Colts at Texans, Houston's minus four. Uh, strange AFC South Thursday night game. Gotta love it. I'm, take, Gotta I'm love taking the team the team of us. Colts, plus four. Our team, the Indianapolis Colts, plus four. It's a huge game. Te- it's a big Texan game. Texan O-Lions look tough lately, like in a bad way. Yeah. Yeah. And Justin Houston and Jabal Sheard have looked quite good for the Colts pass rush. Uh, I think they're going to take advantage of that, and the Texans' secondary is a mess. Yeah, agreed. Uh, game of the week, Miami Dolphins at Cleveland Browns. Cleveland's minus 10.5. How do you feel about that it's line? It's a big line, but the Dolphins are that bad. That was kind of how I felt when I was watching the Bills. They they gave Josh Allen the yeah. best game of his career. That's true. So Baker yeah. Mayfield and this, this receiver core should come out and get after it. Like, Nick Needham's their number one corner. Good for him, That's true. Come on. Um... Give me the Browns to, to cover all day. Yeah, I'm not fucking around. I'm taking the Browns too. Uh, I know they dropped that Broncos game, but they they they're still alive. They gotta keep winning. Anyways, not having Miles Garrett's gonna be kind of scary for them. But I mean, it's a good week to not have a Larry Ogunjobi too. Anyways, Broncos at Bills. Uh, speaking of Denver, uh, Buffalo's minus four. Yeah, give me the Bills. Um, yeah, I, Vic Fangio refuses to play Drew Locke. Uh, Brandon Allen's gonna be a nice backup, it's been, but like it's been better than I think we we thought. Yeah, even. I love Brandon Allen. This Bills defense is gonna get after him now. Um, other side of the ball, like despite Josh Allen's awful shortcomings, they seem to be able to move the ball on bad teams, and the yeah. Broncos are a bad team. That's true. Um, it's kind of amazing that Brandon Allen and Jeff Driscoll are starting in the NFL right now. Just like I predicted. Just like that old it's gypsy they lady said. Because they play in the SEC. SEC quarterbacks thrive. Especially if you make it's a true. detour in Louisiana at a, at a group of five school. It's true. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Bills too. Uh, Steelers minus six and a half in Cincy. Yeah, I... Well, not fucking I'm not, I, I'm, I'm taking the Steelers. Uh, yeah. Ryan Finley's play. If Andy Dalton was playing quarterback, I would take the Bengals. <laughs> With the same line? Yeah, yeah. totally. 
I don't trust the Steelers, but I, I'm taking Me them neither, too. But yeah, it's the ba- like Ryan Finley is that bad. Their offensive line is that bad. TJ Watt, Bud Dupree about to cash in. <laughs> they are. Uh, Giants at Bears. Speaking of not trusting teams, Chicago's minus six. I really don't know what to do here. I mean, either I am taking the New York Giants plus the points. I do not. I do not feel good about it. They're coming off the bye week. Maybe they got something like out of something up the sleeve. Out of principle, I don't want to take the Giants. But like, I don't understand what this Bears team is. My big takeaway is I don't want to watch this. Yeah, I'm That's taking the Giants. I'm with you. I'm taking the Giants plus six. Okay. okay. Like Daniel okay. Jones is better than Mitch Trubisky. No doubt about it in my mind. Respect. Okay. Uh, Raiders minus three in New York playing the other team, the Jets. Uh, this is interesting, but then, really? but then I remember I love the Raiders. I feel pretty good about the Raiders. They, they're just, but I shouldn't. They're, they're a pretty consistent football team. They, yeah, they're old school. They're, they're a throwback, they're baby. They're a fun team to watch. And they're, they're relying on a lot of rookies, which is also like kind of gives us, for us, who, who mm-hmm. were really invested in watching the rookies, a little more extra fun. Like, Raiders are can't miss for us. Um... <laughs> Sounds insane, and the Jets. The I can't Jets wait are... for that early, early uh, the four o'clock wildcard game on ESPN that the Raiders will be playing yes. in. And the Jets are coached by Adam Gase, so yeah, no thanks, go Raiders. Yeah, retweet, go Raiders. Raiders. Al David, they are. Yeah, I hate it, but I love it. It's true. Uh, Carolina in New Orleans, Saints are minus nine. Give me the Saints. I, I I can't stand watching Kyle Allen. Yeah, Panthers are done. It's over. Uh, why is there any hope? Quickly, like the, is Ron Rivera yeah. fired? Did, Fuck, that's not a quickly question. Because obviously, uh, like if they're moving on from Cam, it gives them a chance to like kind of just totally Start. reset, right? Yeah, let me see. It feels like there's going to be a decent amount of openings this year. So if you have a coach that's been decent in the past, maybe it's not the year to to fire them well, does that make any sense or no because Dave Tepper like maybe he won't like obviously he's the owner yeah. now and he did not run Rivera this is a good yeah. chance for him to kind of like make his mark bring in it's his true. guy as a head coach bring in his GM because obviously Marty Herney's there um, and kind yeah. of just reset with his group of quarterback guys. coach I like, I yeah. like Dave Tepper too I, you know, that's it. I like the idea. I, I I say they don't do it. Would you do it, though? I think so. I think you sold it. Yeah, I, I think it's a, just a good opportunity. If Cam, like, if you're moving on from Cam Newton, just clean the whole thing and move on. For, I, kind of reset. I, like, I think Ron Rivera is like a solid coach. I don't think he'll ever win a Super Bowl. Me kind either. Of coach, he, he, he's a guy who, he, like, he's a fine coach. Like, he's, he's one of the 32 best. Yes. Like, I Coaching this options, because if you pull everyone from college, I don't think that's necessarily true. Um, oh, I, no, no, I actually, yeah, there's just a lot. Of I think it is. Coaches. I think it is no, true. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like he's good enough to be a head think, coach in the NFL. I agreed, but yeah, no, yeah, you know that's a good point. Maybe it's time to go. Anyways, more NFC South football because we know we love it. Bucks at Falcons. Atlanta's minus four and a half. Falcons are back, baby. They're saving Dan Quinn's job. <laughs> They're going nine and seven, baby. I'm taking Atlanta. I'm also taking Atlanta. The Bucks secondary is not going to be able to stop Julio and Calvin Ridley the way they've been playing mm-hmm. lately with Matt Ryan. Uh, they also don't have the consistent pass rush outside of Shaq Barrett to like foil that passing game. I like seeing foil. 
It's a good word. I, I agree. Well, the ball, James uh, is going to have insane weird turnovers at some point. So Three and a half turnovers over and under. Under just because it's the Falcons. Oh, they have, well, they, a, hey, Falcons have four picks last week. Yeah, it's so weird that they just turned it on. Anyways, uh, have we agreed on all of our picks? I think, I think so. so. Anyways, Lions minus four at Washington. Assuming Matthew Stafford is playing, I am taking the Detroit Lions. Yeah, but if it's Jeff Driscoll? And the line stays the same. Oh, I'm yeah. still taking the Lions. The Washington Studios Me too. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, last of the 1 o'clock games, Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> Seattle Seahawks at the Philadelphia Eagles. Phillies minus one. Uh, I'm taking the Seahawks. I don't enjoy... The, the Philadelphia Eagles, you already mentioned it. Their offense is just... It's lacking something in terms of like a creative mind maybe in that... Yeah, Frank Reich is the correct answer, yeah. but anyways. Even uh, multiple people. Um, flip? Yeah, yeah, even Flip. Uh, and, then, and then just the receivers are just not played well whatsoever because they don't, like Stephen A. Smith said, they don't like Carson Wentz. They don't want to catch his passes. They want Nick Foles. <laughs> yeah, reach and then me. Reach Russell me. Wilson's obviously playing at MVP level, and uh, they're, they're going to be without Lane Johnson as well this week. Good, big opportunity for Andre Dillard to show what he can do as a mm-hmm. right tackle. Yeah, um, I was going to say... Uh, Seattle's a good chance for the Eagles' offense to get back on track. I think that might happen. When these two teams meet, they usually play like a, a weird good game, but Seattle Seattle wins. Yeah. feel pretty good with the Seahawks. That means they're going to lose. But anyway, so I'm taking Seattle. Uh, the first of the 4 o'clock games, not America's Game of the Week. You're not allowed to watch this game. You have to watch the other one only. Sorry, everybody. But it's Jags at Titans. Tennessee's minus I'm three. I'm going to take Jaguars. Me too. Uh, I don't feel good about this game. No, though, but. I, I think... Nick Foles kind of needs this game. Um, the Jaguars front seven needs it after they got ran all over last week. Uh, yeah. The Titans offensive line's been really discombobulated lately. And Oh, you're pulling out good words tonight, Ron. Sorry? You're using good words tonight. Yeah, like no, I've got, my, I've got my thesaurus. Thesaurus, yeah. yeah. I've got that open right now. Um, <laughs> my word book. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think this just the we know the Jaguars have the pass rushers to dominate this Titans offensive line. I think that'll be a big difference. Um, the Titans just to me, I I don't trust anyone on their offense to take over a football game. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, it's, I think this is a tough one though. I yeah, no, this went back and forth a couple of times. It is, yeah. Too bad no one will be watching it, but I'm also taking the Jags. Uh, America's game of the week. America's team. 1.0 versus America's team 2.0? Are they, Rob? I hate this game. I It's a good football game, but I hate it. Does, does that? Do you feel the same? I think it's going to be a nice uniform game. Yeah, it's a good football game. Like, we should like this game, but I fucking hate it. Cowboys at Patriots, it's minus six and a half. I, I don't know. I despise this game for some I'm reason. I'm taking the Cowboys to cover, but I think the Patriots Ooh. will win. Yeah, uh, this is our first disagreement. I I, I got to pick the Pats. I but. usually never pick against the Patriots because it's just not worth it. Uh, you can they're make not a lot looking, of money only betting the Patriots. You can, but uh, they're not looking great. They, yeah, uh, inconsistencies on offense. Um, it's going to be a really fun seeing Dak versus this this uh, secondary. It is. I mean, it sh- it it should, for all intents and purposes, be a good football game, but. The other thing, though, if the, if the Cowboys go in there and just get blown out by the Patriots, because that's obviously on the table, 
A bad it's just look, yeah. once a, another reason to fire Jason Garrett after the season. I think See, almost that's, no matter what, they should fire Jason Garrett after the season. I agree. That was my big reasoning. Like I think like on paper they're very they're pretty evenly matched team, but in the coaching department it's not even fucking close. That's on the Patriots. Sunday Night Football, actually a good game. Packers and Niners, uh, San Fran's minus three. It's the hardest one for me this week. Um, I'm going to take my Packers. Me too. Reluctantly. Uh, Partially because the Niners struggled a lot against the Cardinals. Uh, Jimmy G has been very up and down. Yep. They didn't run the ball that well against the Cardinals. Uh, The run game's been a little more inconsistent uh, as of late. Um, yep. Packers are coming off bye week. Uh, the, the main battle is how the Packers' line holds up against the 49ers' defensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, and if Brian Bulaga... Should be a good Yeah, game. no, I'm pretty excited. It, it's also, anytime it's like teams like this where it's just... Both these teams have that history, history. and that, that glow around them. And it's, it's just a lot of fun to me. Low key Aaron Rodgers being back at home in the Bay Area, I was like, yeah, that, that, no, reason. that's cool too. And like, I know I can like when they announce their colleges, I can get like most of them for both teams. That's something I <laughs> that's like to good. do at home alone. Uh, yeah, I'm taking Green Bay too. I uh, I think they win this game outright, but I also I'm biased because I fuck the Niners, but still I'm taking Green Bay. And lastly. I guess an interesting game. Baltimore minus three and a half in LA playing the Rams. Yeah, the Ravens will bury the Rams' season in this game. I feel the same way, but would it shock you if the Rams come alive? Yes. Maybe it's just because I've got too much like, like distrust with them. I, like they should, they should roll over and die. Brandon right Cooks here, is coming back, which is huge. Obviously, Robert Woods yeah. assumably will be playing as well. But this Ravens secondary has been awesome, especially since getting Marcus Peters. Yeah. Um, oh, the Marcus Peters revenge game. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and Goss just hasn't been the same guy. Lamar is. If if the season of day, you have a hard time convincing me Lamar Jackson isn't the MVP. Russell Wilson. But Lamar, I think, is more important to his team. It's a, it, like I think they're neck and neck. I'm not sh- um, sh- like no, th- there's I lost my n- nobody else could run what Lamar Jackson is running at the level Lamar Jackson is running it. Like their offense uh, is so important to what he can do on the ground. Like the whole switch teams. Uh, if you switch players, Lamar and Russ, it'd be very interesting. We, the Seahawks would then have to change their entire offense. I know. It'd be pretty fun though. Ryan Schottenheimer would be happy. He get to run the ball a little more. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take the Ravens to, like and the Rams' chances. Uh, agreed. Uh, only game we disagreed on was the the Patriots. Yeah, interesting. That means I'm gonna lose that. Yeah, but we're going. We're, we're gonna have a bad week, anyways. Right. Anyways, anyways, enough of that. If I was anyways. naked next to Jared Goff, <laughs> yeah, keep going. Uh, Carson Wentz and Dak yeah. Prescott. Who's mm-hmm. the best quarterback? <laughs> Uh, Wentz, Dak, Goff, Roth. Oh, Dak's better than Wentz. That's gross. What's wrong with you? All Just, right, thanks for listening. Uh, Wentz everybody. looks AJ the part. doesn't know how to evaluate quarterbacks, so don't trust anything AJ says going forward about quarterbacks. Follow AJ on Twitter at AJMarkey13. Follow me at RobPaulNFL. And head over to ArmchairMediaNetwork.com. Listen to all kinds of other podcasts. Bye, haters. Goodbye, all.